Want to have your very own free-range egg farming business? Welcome to Green Grass Egg Farming Podcast with Daniel O'Brien, the show dedicated to giving you the latest tips, ideas and interviews to help you produce the best-tasting free-range eggs and sell your eggs for the highest price. And here's your host, Daniel O'Brien. Daniel O'Brien here. Welcome back to Green Grass Egg Farming. Today, talking with Troy Blackman from Waterfall Produce, and we're talking about farm open days. Welcome to the call. Hello, everyone. <laughs> okay, so farm open days. Basically, it's an opportunity where your customers and consumers can come and see your farm and what you do. And you've run quite a few of these. Um, do you want to tell me what, um, ha- how you do it and sort of the benefits to your farm? Sure thing. So I guess I'll probably start um, with sort of the basic reasons why we do it to begin with. So um, the main reasons that we do them um, sort of quite often, so we started out doing them um, monthly and then we actually went to sort of doing them every two months to now where we're actually doing them quarterly just because I guess um, for the main customer base, um, the majority of people have sort of seen the farms now and um, it's a little inefficient for us to sort of do them more often than quarterly. So we're doing them every three months now. And the main reason why we started doing them was because um, we made a decision earlier on to um, farm organically, um, but due to a number of reasons, we decided not to get certified. And so a big part of, um, I guess, sort of claiming that we were doing certain things meant that um, we needed to be transparent and completely transparent. So getting people out onto the farms, showing them every aspect that they wanted to see um, from anything to where the animals live to inside our sheds, looking at feed specs and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that was a great way to do that. Yeah, right. So you, you run them uh, quarterly. So how do you how do you advertise and market and um, tell people about this? Sure thing. So uh, we sort of have three main areas that we um, distribute our produce. So we um, attend three farmers markets within sort of 150 kilometres of our farm. Um, so we just simply um, hand out um, printed brochures at the markets and just chat about them with our customers there. And then we also service um, uh, cafes and restaurants. So mainly the cafes because the restaurants are a little bit more high end. Um, so we'll display, uh, we do a newsletter. So we put information on the open days in the newsletter. And then we also have little um, flyers with specific details of the actual open days themselves. And then we also actually um, market our produce online and sell it direct from our website and then home deliver it as well. And so um, through social media and sort of those pipes, uh, we just uh, yeah, give out all the information we need to sort of um, get people onto the farms. Yeah, right. So r- run me through how um, one of these um, open days would work. Like what time does it start and, and what do you sort of cover? Sure thing. So uh, the days are usually on a Sunday. We started doing them on Saturday and we've tried them on Sundays as well. And we just found that um, the biggest issue with the Saturday was um, families doing sporting events on the Saturday morning. And so that just sort of conflicted quite badly with those. Uh, So we decided um, yeah, that we'd switch to the Sunday and then that was way more effective. Um, We sort of try and time them on um, sort of things like school holidays and and events like that, but steering clear of um, your main holidays like Easter and and sort of your more um, 
form holidays because chances are people have plans on those um, times at those times. And so if you sort of stick to your school holidays, but not on um, times where maybe is um, a long weekend and things like that, chances are you're going to get the most success of having people on your farms on those dates. And so the farm um, tour, sorry, the farm open days themselves um, start at about 10 o'clock in the morning. And um, what happens is the people arrive at the farm. And um, before this even happens, we actually um, pre-sell most of our tickets um, from the website or over at our market stalls. And so we actually sell them for $5 a ticket. And the main reasons that we chose to sell them for that much, it's not really to cover any sort of costs per se, but it's more um, just for accountability sake, um, because we'll end up giving out a lot of information in the form of flyers and spending a lot of time marketing it. And we find that um, if people make the commitment of just a small amount, um, chances are they're going to show up. And so we do tend to do things like give um, families, for example, um, large discounts to the point where they basically pay sort of $5 for a family and things like that because the whole reason we do the farm open days is purely a marketing exercise. So it's not a means of actually making income off those days. And so, um, so yeah, so basically starting off with that $5 per person um, mark and then we sort of judge it by its own merit depending on, you know, the family types and their income and things like that because we have, you know, a reasonably good relationship with our customer base. And so, uh, yeah, we've pre-sold our tickets on our website and um, at our market stall and then from there, um, basically, I use my little nieces and uh, nephews, and they're their ticket holders at the front of the gate of the farm. And we set up our little gazebos there. And so we've got a list of people's names. And so people um, park in the paddock, which is just sort of adjacent to our farmhouse there. And then we have an area on our farm that's kind of dedicated for when we have um, sort of a large group of people because we do a number of sort of different um, types of events from hosting schools and unis and things like that. And so we really needed to create that space that was safe and also could, um, you know, house those people in a safe way as well. And so, um, yeah, as people are sort of making their way into this area, they've um, uh, ticked off a list or um, they'll purchase the tickets at the farm gate themselves. We found it was really important just to offer that opportunity um, because a couple of times we didn't and, um, yeah, the numbers sort of dropped back considerably. So our average kind of um, numbers turnout sort of started around the sort of uh, maybe 40 to 50 mark and then they sort of sit around the probably 150, 170 mark um, nowadays. And so, uh, yeah, people will turn up and they'll grab their ticket and walk into the area and we sort of um, make it really um, – it's really important that we have things to do there um, in that area because um, with that amount of people, um, I'm only one person and usually I'm the person that's taking the farm tour and um, I can't get and talk to everyone and everyone has a million questions. And so it's important to have things for people to do uh, while you're sort of getting around and, and saying good day to everyone and, and answering as many questions as you can. So the main reason, uh, the main way, sorry, that we um, counteract that issue there is we'll get a mobile coffee van that comes out to the farms. And um, that's um, pretty easy for us because we live in an area that's sort of high tourist um, sort of focused. And so there's a number of them in the area. Um, but we tend to use one that we sort of have a really good relationship with there. And um, just for a little bit of nitty-gritty information there, so uh, we actually pay them to come out to the farm and we actually pay them $150 per visit. And um, pretty much the main reason for that is uh, in their normal um, day-to-day um, sort of operations, they'll sort of make most of their money off sales um, and they actually do charge on the day, um, but they sort of need to have a bit of a cover fee as well. So that's incorporated in our costs and ticket sales. And so we'll have the coffee van there and we'll also have um, two stall holders um, that we deal with at our local farmer's market selling fresh fruit and vegetables. And then we'll also have our stall set up there so people can buy 
um, our own beef and eggs as well. So it gives them a chance to um, basically purchase the produce um, that they're obviously normally purchasing or may um, be looking to purchase um, there on the day. And, um, and then obviously we have advertising and different things like that sort of displayed there. And then surrounding that area, we also have a number of different activities for the kids. So we'll have things from uh, coits and um, sort of handball setups to um, uh, sort of smaller games as well with like large chess, chess sorry, and Jenga and, and sort of things like that. And these are sort of really cost-effective ways, like uh, large giant Jenga sets you can sort of make yourself and things like that. So these are great ways to, um, yeah, basically um, keep things, uh, keep the kids uh, occupied and keep them having a bit of fun. And then um, uh, you can sort of talk to the parents and the people that um, are really sort of asking the questions. But chances are the kids will ask them too, and um, and that's great also. Yeah, right. So when uh, they come into this area, they can they can get themselves a coffee. They've got stalls. Uh, the kids are playing games is that area set up um next to your chickens and your cattle or do you go for a farm walk after that like where, where do they sort of get to see like the, the chickens and the cattle yeah sure so the, the chickens and the cattle they're moving every sort of three or four days so uh, they could be anywhere by that stage so um this area is i guess kind of central to um where um, animals potentially could be so i guess the longest that we've ever walked from there is probably around the 700 meter mark um and uh, we found um that that was sort of the limit if we pushed it any further than that um which obviously our property is bigger than that um yeah you, you with the smaller children and the prams all those sort of things um it just made it really difficult um but uh yeah we found people were sort of willing to go that 700 meter mark and and so we didn't really have to adjust where the chickens were or where the cattle were based on our farm open days it just sort of was quite seamless there which was great so um yeah basically at about 12 30 p.m on the day so they've sort of started arriving about 10 but most people everyone knows that the farm tour is going to start at 12 30 that's part of our advertising so some people might come in at sort of the last minute ready for the tour and others might come for the day and bring picnics and things like that as well so um yeah so around sort of the the quarter past 12 mark we'll start rounding everyone up at the um what we call our egg room um, which is where we sort of pack and process all our eggs and that's sort of a central point in that area and then from there we'll basically start heading down um, to where the chickens and the cattle are and so um, the way our property is sort of set out is we have a number of smaller paddocks um, on this property where the chickens and the cattle are we have other properties which are just cattle but um, this is sort of our, our weaning and also our stud bull property and so there's sort of diverse mobs of cattle that we can show them just to make it a little bit more interesting and explain sort of from start to finish um, the different components of a cattle operation cow and calf and also stud bull operation and also um, the chickens as well and so um, within our paddocks, we have laneways that we can walk up um, and down and that sort of keeps it safe because obviously a big part of the day is insurances. And, um, yeah, I, um, we sort of did some uh, open days earlier on without them and um, very quickly, not that anything happened, but we just realised that we're definitely running a professional enterprise here and it's very important that you do have those insurances that cover you um, because who knows what can happen. And even though you are not going in with the cattle, but you are going in with the chickens in our circumstance, um, anything can happen. So it's very important that you're covered um, from the people that are coming onto your property. <laughs> and so from there, what we'll do is we'll um, uh, walk down to where sort of our main paddocks start and then um, sort of select I guess maybe three or four different cattle mobs out of uh, I guess a total of sort of 10 or 15 that we'll do so what we'll do is we'll walk down to the main section of our property where our, our paddocks start and, and in between all those paddocks we'll have laneways set up and so we can walk through um, sort of four or five main paddocks that have all the different uh, cattle mobs there 
and we'll uh, actually sort of talk about um, everything from um, from the start, which will be our cow and calf operation. And usually um, we'll sort of have um, cows with calves on them um, in that area. And so we can explain sort of um, whether they're sort of calved in the autumn or the spring, depending on the time that we're at and what their destination is, because we have dedicated stud cattle and also beef um, cattle herds. And then we also have um, our dedicated heifer mobs, which could be potentially for beef or for joining, and also our bull mobs or steer mobs for beef. And so we go through them and talk about the cattle and also um, the pasture that they're on. And then um, as you're sort of going in between the different mobs, I tend to talk a little bit about um, sort of the seasons and how they work. So, for example, where we are at subtropical, so we obviously have, um, you know, a little bit of rain um, during the middle of the year, but most of it happens over the Christmas sort of period and heading into autumn. And so uh, we do things like cut silage and store that for the for the um, for the winter time. And so we just talk a little bit about that and how that works. And then we also talk about um, our soil health program um, from a biodynamic biodynamic point of view, from putting out compost teas and hard compost itself, um, and going through that process with them. Yeah. Wow. So with, with these field days, how many um, people are like return customers? Meaning, like they've turned up to a field day. If, few months ago and the, do they come to multiple or they normally turn up to one how does that work yeah so um, i guess at least every single open day there's probably one person or like a group of people that have been there before which <laughs> to be honest i find quite interesting because um, i never thought i'd ever see that happening but it's great um we actually do um, a pretty major event in the middle of the year called the arara valley fair which is on one of our properties and that attracts about sort of three three and a half thousand people to it each year and um, uh, from there we sort of um, do a little bit around that property but then we bust them back to um, the property that I've been talking about so far which has our chickens and cattle and then we sort of start our tours from there um, on those days and um, on those days we've had um, I think up to about 10 or 15 people um, that are return um, clients which I find again really interesting but it's it's great to see them there because uh, that event attracts a lot of people from places like Sydney and Melbourne um, that are coming up over the long weekend in June so it's uh, it's great to see them again. Yeah, well, well, really, with your open days, like when you're talking about when they first turn up and they've got like stalls and coffee, like it, it's actually a lot more than just oh, here's a farm tour where we're just going to walk down the paddock. And I think, uh, as you said, if people can bring like a picnic and um, that they can really make a day out of it. So yeah, you, you're providing yeah. A, a lot of value for them there. Yes, yeah, I definitely wouldn't suggest that you sort of unless you've got obviously things for them to do for the period of time, have them there for a long period of time because people definitely do get restless and bored. So you want to keep everyone occupied while they're there doing um, you know, quite interesting things. But, yeah, for example, like uh, we've done a number of them now and we've been doing them for the past sort of, um, I guess, like four years. And, uh, yeah, it's like clockwork now. We sort of start at 10, the farm tour is at 12.30. We're back in the same area by sort of, uh, I guess, 1, 1.30. And then most people are out of the farm um, sort of vicinity by 2 p.m. And, um, yeah, it just works really well, that model, um, because everyone is sort of doing something that's really interesting the whole time. Um, and they get a sort of a little bit of a break at the end where they can have a picnic with the family and just relax. Um, but then um, from there, um, everyone sort of heads off and they're not, um, you know, left in a position where they're, they're bored looking for things to do. Yeah, so do you find people turn up to your event where they haven't bought any of your produce before? They're like, we've, we've heard about it through social media or a friend, they come out and now they're a raving fan because they've seen you, they've seen 
everything of how it runs? Like how, how does, how do people respond to your transparency? Yeah, I, I guess there is a, a, a portion of our customers that have come from those means, which again, I find quite surprising, but uh, it's obviously great. And so, um, yeah, they'll, they'll come out and I guess um, most of those people um, sort of start out being quite skeptical because um, they may have a, a sort of an understanding as to what, um, you know, the, the food industry could be like in various terms from um, what is free range and, and what is grass fed and finished and what is organic, for example. Um, and then when they sort of see it in the flesh, I think all their sort of assumptions are put to one side and they can really sort of understand that, um, you know, we do walk the talk and, um, and we are doing what we say we're doing. And, um, and that transparency, um, being open, uh, like for example, people can actually access our farms and drive past them any day of the week and see the chickens any day of the week from the actual main road, um, which is sort of another level of transparency. But, um, yeah, for the open days being so regular, um, yeah, is a great sort of part of that. Yeah, so you mentioned early on that this uh, it really is a marketing tool opposed to like a, a money making venture. How do you? It's probably a hard one to measure, but at a guess, how do you think this has affected your brand and your farm by doing these open days? Yeah, it's definitely a positive thing. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing it. Um, I guess we sort of divide our um, brand awareness into a few different components, and this is a strong part of that. Um, another part of that is, um, I guess, form from that sort of grassroots type mentality, um, attending farmers markets, because I know um, there's a lot of sort of um, viewpoints on them. And, um, and sometimes they aren't the most successful thing. But um, I guess we tend to sort of view them from the point of view of um, maybe information stalls on the days that they're not as successful. And um, and where we started out simply just doing farmer's market stalls, we've diversified and done a few uh, sort of different avenues from the online marketing and delivering to ramping up our wholesale as well. So each little sector plays a part and the farm tours is definitely part of that whole um, enterprise um, coming together there. So um, we sort of had a mentality when we started that every single thing that we did had to sort of survive on its own merit. And it did so for a little bit of time, um, but then um, very quickly – especially when, um, you know, you're in a low season um, because uh, Coffs Harbour is a tourism town and um, so you will have a large number of people over the summer months and then it will quieten it right off. And so um, it's very hard to sort of give value to things um, in the off-season. But, um, yeah, absolutely, the farm tours and the open days um, in the colder months are a great thing for people to do um, when they can't obviously go to the beach. Yeah, fantastic. So... Well, anyway, um, you've provided so much value and I think for, for someone that um, has got a farm and they've got livestock and they're building their brand, I think, um, yeah, you've provided uh, an amazing amount of value and a, a real-life case study of uh, what to do. Just and, and I think the main point that you said very early on is transparency, like to market with transparency because there's almost none in the food industry so just to turn up with the transparency and say hey we're happy to show you around um yeah i think it does wonders for anyone's brand yeah sure i guess um, one further thing i'll say too is when we actually finally get down to the area where the chicken caravans are people are quite surprised that we actually let them inside with the chickens and um and that's something that like i find really important from the start and obviously 
you know, there's potential with potentials there with biosecurity risks and things like that. But because our animals are moved so often anyway, that's not really a big problem. And so um, when people can sort of get inside and um, we definitely take them through from start to finish on the caravans, the different components on the caravans and how that plays into uh, aspects of animal welfare and pasture improvement and all those sort of things. And, and people are really interested in the actual um, sort of nuts and bolts of the caravan itself. Um, they find that really, really interesting. And so if you can talk about um, from the start of where obviously the water is um, going through to the, the man room, uh, the nesting boxes themselves, how the water is sort of collected on the roof, um, how the um, the solar sort of doors open and shut over nighttime, all those different components, um, people are very interested in that and, um, and it pays in animal welfare and, and other sort of components as well. Yeah, excellent. No, it, it's fascinating to to like sometimes we take things for granted because we're on the farm every day but when you get someone that's never experienced that of just um yeah just the curiosity of how does that work and how does this play out or what happens if it's raining and, and all these questions and things that um yeah like i know a lot of other farmers you go why would i take a photo of that and put it on social media like who cares i see it every day but to be able to give that transparency to to your customers and consumers it just gives them that more ownership and like connection with with um their food producer like you being the farmer so yeah that's fantastic i think you've sort of hit it uh the nail on the head exactly right there is these people don't see this every day and obviously we as farmers do and it's very important um if you're definitely providing produce to your different avenues is put yourself in your customers shoes and think about what they would like to see and uh yeah coffs harbour has a lot of travelers from places like sydney and melbourne and um half of them have never even seen a farm before so this is their first experience of a farm itself and if it can be um one that actually you know encompasses all the aspects of animal welfare and sustainability and um environmentally conscious sort of um you know components uh, it's going to be a very positive one for them and then they're going to bring it back to their community as well so not only could it be a positive experience for you and your marketing but it could be something positive for the food industry as a whole yeah uh, that's a very good point well thank you so much for your time um, if you want to check out waterfall produce they can check out your website or your facebook page and uh, maybe even get along to one of troy's farm open days so thank you so much for your time today troy great thank you thanks for joining us on green grass egg farming podcast for transcripts and other free resources please go to greengrasseggfarming.com